Hello, my lovely ghouls. I hope you guys had a spooky, fantastic week. As always, my name is Emmy, and I had a fantastic week. Um, not so spooky, but you know, we went to Six Flags Fright Fest on Saturday, and it was underwhelming to say the least, but we went on Monday and it made up for it. It was great. Everything that we were expecting happened on Monday, but Saturday was way too crowded. There was not a lot going on and it was ridiculously stupid. I today wanted to talk to you about Highgate Cemetery. My friend Lindsay, hi Lindsay, recommended this one and it's another one of those places I have never heard of. So let's dive in. Highgate Cemetery is a burial place in North London, England. It was designed by an architect whose name is Stephen Geary. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It was established in 1839, which makes it 184 years old. But I'm just hearing about it. I guess because I don't live on that side of the pond. So there are approximately 170,000 people buried in around 53,000 graves across the west and east side of the cemetery. Highgate Cemetery is notable because of the people buried there, but also because of the status um, as a nature reserve. It is part of the Magnificent Seven, which are seven large modern cemeteries around the outside of London. So on May 20th, 1839, Highgate West Cemetery was dedicated to St. James by the Right Reverend Charles James Blomfield. Again, hope I'm saying that right. He's the Lord Bishop of London, or was by then. 15 acres were consecrated for the use of the Church of England and two acres were set aside for dissenters. I think that's how you say that. I checked, I swear, I'm saying it as best I can. <laughs> Who were people that separated from the church and founded their own churches. So if you weren't part of the Church of England, that's where you went to get buried. Uh, well, you didn't go, they took you there. <laughs> The first person to be buried at Highgate Cemetery was Elizabeth Jackson of Little Windmill Street in Soho on May 26, 1839. Highgate, like the others of the Magnificent Seven, soon became a fashionable place for burials and was admired and visited often. I don't even know how a cemetery could be fashionable, but you know, it was the 1800s. Who knows what the heck was going on? <laughs> So the Victorian attitude to death and its presentation led to the creation of a wealth of Gothic tombs and buildings. The cemetery grounds are full of trees, shrubbery, and wildflowers, most of which have grown without any human intervention, which is fascinating to me. I love that so much. It is also a haven for birds and small animals such as foxes, which I think adorable. I freaking love foxes, even though they sound like lunatics sometimes. They're freaking adorable. The cemetery now is owned by a char charitable trust, sorry, called the Friends of Highgate Cemetery Trust, which was set up in 1975. All right, let's talk about West Cemetery. Looking at pictures, I was blown away by the ar architecture of Highgate. Um, 
is like so beautiful but creepy and stunning all at once in west cemetery the entrance to egyptian avenue looks like the entrance to like a beautiful castle in fairyland not to mention the circle of lebanon like lebanon lebanon god my hispanic ass can never say words <laughs> the circle was created using earth which belonged to an ancient cedar of lebanon tree the tree was a huge 280 year old cedar of lebanon that had to be cut down and replaced in august 2019 because it was like very old and i guess it was like decaying the circle consists of 36 volts and then there are the terrace catacombs these catacombs have an impressive impressive frontage and room for about 825 bodies in 55 bolts with room for 15 coffins each the west side is characterized by elaborate tombs vaults and winding paths that are dug into its hillside which oh that i swear sounds magical all right let's move on to east cemetery so many famous uh, sorry that's my dog many famous or prominent people are buried in this side of highgate the most famous being Karl Marx, whose tomb was the site of an attempted bombing on September 2nd, 1965. Like, for what? Why? His tomb is huge and imposing, but so beautiful in its grandeur. If you haven't seen this tomb, you need to go check it out. It's beautiful. I'm definitely going to post pictures of um, all of the things from this cemetery in um, our Facebook page. But if you don't want to go to the Facebook page, by all means, Google, because, oh, my God, this cemetery is beautiful. Spooky, but beautiful. There paths that look like um walkways that will lead you into fairyland uh as i said it's just it just looks like crazy like it doesn't belong in this world that's what it looks like there's also a grave um uh, that a person named caroline tucker is buried in and it is breathtaking there's a statue kneeling and it reads caroline tucker darling wife mother and grandmother 1910 to 1994 and it's just the loveliest gravesite like oh my god it ugh, i want to walk through these grounds uh during the daytime <laughs> possibly during the nighttime because you know who wouldn't <laughs> there's also a monument called fireman's corner that was erected by widows and orphans of the london Bri fire brigade which is like um back then was the fire and rescue service in london in 1934 there are 97 firemen buried there and this monument is taken care of by the brigade's welfare section Okay, now on to the spooky stuff. So, Highgate is one of the most haunted places in London, and with good reason. In the early 1800s, the city's population was about a, a million, just a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of people, like it wasn't a lot. And even though there was a high death rate, the population kept growing. Like, you imagine, holy heck. There were graves crammed between shops and outside of caverns, and it was just like the smell. Oof. There also were undertakers who are like the people that take care of all that, like the funeral procedures, who would sometimes dress up as clergymen and perform illegal ceremonies. 
for why? What what was the purpose? Like, what was the reason? But okay, many people were buried in shallow graves, which then would be covered in lime, which made the city smell horrible and was probably making people sick. So Parliament stepped in and decided that they will build seven private cemeteries in the countryside. By the turn of the 20th century, the cemetery had no fortune and both World War I and World War II left the cemetery without staff and all but abandoned. By 16, 16, 1960, the gates uh, to the cemetery were closed and what was once a pristine landscape became a jungle with buildings that would tumble in on themselves. The grounds then were used to shoot horror films and this was the beginning of the rumors and rituals. There were stories of men dressed in dark robes practicing dark rituals. People reported seeing red-eyed demons staring at them through the fence. <laughs> like, uh, no, thank you very much. I'm out of there. Um, then the rumor of the Highgate uh, vampire surfaced. Like, vampire? Really? <laughs> the vampire is said to be a medieval nobleman who practiced black magic in Romania. They had brought his coffin to England in the 18th century. He was buried at the site that would eventually become Highgate. Apparently, he was awoken from his peaceful slumber after Satanists performed a ritual in the cemetery. The Highgate vampire is a tall, dark figure that glides. That's right, people. I said this motherfucker glides, okay? <laughs> this is me checking the fuck out <laughs> like no thank you sir walking is just fine it's scary because you are a vampire so why are you gliding no thank you um goodbye <laughs> he seems to make his presence known by making the temperature drop watches and clocks stop when he is around my question is who is walking around wearing a fucking clock <laughs> and how do you find out that the clock stops if you weren't wearing it, like, mm, okay. <laughs> to me, that is the fashion statement of the century. <laughs> but hey, to each their own, I guess. So the little animals and birdies were terrified of him, according to all accounts. He is blamed for the death of many foxes that were found dead at the cemetery. Um, people who have spent the night in, a cemetery, in the cemetery have found his stare to be hypnotic and bone chilling. Well, I bet he's a fucking vampire and you're in the middle of a fucking cemetery in the middle of the fucking night. Duh. Like my peeps, I have a question. Why are you sleeping in a cemetery and uh, why is it that you chose one that's haunted? Like, first question, come on, I'm really curious because no. <laughs> the first person to have an encounter with the vampire said that he recalled being hypnotized by something lurking in the shadows. He had tried to make his way out of the cemetery, but he ended up lost and disoriented. Like, yeah, um, dark, you know, spooky shit around. Of course, you were just lost and feeling a little like cray cray. As he was stumbling about, he felt the presence of someone behind him. Yeah, don't look back, friend. Don't look back. It's never a good idea. He spun around. I just said, don't look back. Why are you like this? Okay. He spun around to find a tall black figure, which vanished abruptly. Well, at least, you know, he didn't grab you by the neck and chewed on your neck, but okay. 
An elderly woman um, who was walking her dog said that she had been scared by a tall, dark man with glaring eyes. Yeah, that would scare me too. By all accounts, there were many foxes dying at the cemetery, and it was said that the foxes were found with deep lacerations to their throats. So most definitely, this vampire killed them. Like, it... The math is bathing. You know, there's a vampire running around, terrorizing people, hypnotizing them. You know, like, vampire... The vampires suck the blood out of the, the freaking foxes. You know what? I love foxes, but would you rather he did it to humans? Like, come on now. So, a British occult society investigator named David Farrant investigated the claims and during this investigation he and his colleagues supposedly spotted the apparition so mr farron wrote to the hempstead highgate express claiming that he had evidence of the vampire and the satanic rituals that were happening at the cemetery shortly after um farron and his team were invited to give a personal account of his investigation on a TV program, but the society declined because it was forbidden to release information about ongoing investigations. Like, okay, so why did you open your mouth in the first place? Whatever, David. Farrant happily went on to recount his personal experiences with the vampire. He then wrote a book called Beyond the Highgate Vampire. There was someone else who thought that this was a real-life vampire and wanted to hunt it down and get rid of it. His name is Sean Manchester. He is a self-proclaimed exorcist, vampire hunter, and bishop bishop of the all-Catholic church. Okay, dude. He has said that Ferrant was going to join him on his mission to dispatch the vampire from this world. After these statements, hundreds of people gather at Highgate because this, they said this in an interview. So, of course, all these people saw this and they gathered at Highgate armed with wooden stakes and shovels to take part in this vampire hunt. They stormed the cemetery only to have most of them scramble out when they witnessed something like crawling in the dark. Like, okay, you went there to kill a vampire but the moment you see something crawling in the dark you skedaddle like uh, <laughs> make it make sense how okay man it's whatever <laughs> for then blame this reaction on mass hysteria generated by the press okay it wasn't because you and your you know frenemy were on the freaking airwaves telling people how oh my god let's go hunt this vampire down shut the hell up dude all of this happened during February of 1970. Now fast forward to August 1970 and two schoolgirls stumbled across a hundred year old old corpse of a woman who not only had been dragged from her coffin, but had been decapitated and she had been staked through the heart and left in the middle of the pathway. Um, yeah, no, I am never walking that cemetery ever again. Bullshit, I would. <laughs> This was such a gruesome discovery that it sparked a police investigation and a rebirth of the vampire sightings. Oh no. With one woman claiming to have been thrown to the ground by a tall, pale figure cloaked in black. Okay. After hearing about this, Ferrant was troubled because this seemed aggressive as before things were just frightening but not really aggressive. So he was just like, oh yeah, this is not good. 
Um, so this just felt like proof that the creature was a menace. So the society decided to conduct a seance at Highgate Cemetery. Yeah, because the first plan you had went so well. Let's make another plan and see it fail again. Okay. Um, they wanted to banish the entity from this earth plane. On August 17th, 1970, David Ferrant and other members of the society went to the cemetery, walked to where the vampire was first, first seen, and drew a large circle, then sealed it with salt and holy water. Then another circle in which um, they adorn it with candles and incense. And in this circle is where the vampire was supposed to show, like expected to show up, I guess. But as soon as they started the seance, they heard voices and I am assume, you know, they assumed that were police officers because uh, they were trespassing and the police officers quickly like found them. They were picking up their stuff and they, you know, they try to like leave, but they weren't quick enough and got spotted and arrested. All of this stuff, you know, it, like the whole thing has sparked this be like feud between David and Sean. And this feud only ended when David died in 2019. Like, holy heck, that's a lot of years to be bitching and fighting about something. Like, even if it's a fucking vampire. All right, moving on to other spooky shit that, you know, has happened there. So there are apparently banshees who let out chilling cries. Whoa. Whispers, bells ringing, footsteps, those are like among the sounds that are heard when you're walking the grounds. I mean, that is bad enough. But there is also spectral faces that float around the place. And there is a ghost who rides a bicycle. Well, healthy ghost, you know. And then there's a nun that floats around. Oh my goodness. There is a shrouded figure and a tall man wearing a top hat. He's a fancy man. Like, come on, can you blame him? Like, he's walking these grounds that look like fairyland. Of course, he needs to be sharp, okay? He needs to look sharp. There is a sulky female specter who looks at the sky, but if you get close, she disappears and then reappears a little further down the path. And then con she continues to look at the sky. This will be me as a ghost. Like, I'm obsessed with the moon and stars and anything sky-related. So if I were to become a ghost, this, is, this, this description would be my description. Like, what people would say about my ghost. There's also the ghost of an old woman. She has long gray hair blowing behind her as she runs around the graves looking for her children. People say that the children that she's looking for were the ones that she murdered in a fit of rage. Um, whoa, ma'am, quit, quit, quit while you're ahead. You, you already did the deed and there's no going back from that. And that, my friends, was Highgate Cemetery for you. I had never heard about this place. I have seen pictures after doing all this research, I need to walk the grounds. I need to just feel the vibes and all the spoopiness that goes along with it. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really hope you learned something new. I hope that I painted a fantastic picture for you. And if I didn't, go Google them. I'm telling you, they're worth the Google. <laughs> just Google it. It's beautiful. I will see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoy. Bye-bye, my ghouls.